Houston is hard to get your head around, even if you live here, and outsiders have no clue what the place is about. Today, CityCast producer Dina Kesba and I are answering questions from a notable ignoramus about Houston. Our boss, David Plotz, CEO of the fast-growing CityCast empire and the velvet-voiced host of Slate's Political GabFest podcast. It's Monday, January 3rd. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Dina, David, let's go at it. Yes. Velvet voiced. I like that. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, let me give, I'll get some extra velvet for you guys. <laughs> uh, it's such a pleasure to be with you guys. Okay. So basically, I wanted to talk to you about this because uh, we've, we've launched the CityCast in Houston, and I live here in D.C., and I don't know anything about Houston. I was there once for a couple of, twice I've been there for a bit, a day each time. Nice visits. So you got out as fast as you could. Did the humidity scare you away? That's not uh-huh. it. No, come on, it was come on. just it was kind of on the way. In both cases, it was on the way to Austin. Typically, oh, wow. I'm sure that you God, hear. That gets on my nerves. Yeah. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of questions about it. Like I have, the, as you say, I'm proudly ignoramus and stupid. Both I'm both ignorant and stupid about Houston. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to you correcting this. So my first question is: Do you guys just sweat all the time? Like, even in January, are you just sweating all the time? And if so, how do you deal with that? January, February are beautiful. Hmm. So about five or six Mm -hmm. months of the year, Houston's very pleasant. And then six months out of the year, it is unbearable. Sweat in places you don't think you'd sweat. And I have leather seats in my little beetle. And so it was like the biggest mistake to get leather seats in Houston. (laughs) Yet somehow I thought it was cute at the time. And I still did it. But I do regret it. On a summer day, do you just never leave your house or your car? You have to leave your house to get to your car. And to get places? <laughs> it really depends. It's hard here to go out in summer. You know, I can walk places, but I can't jog outside because I'll keel over. And that's why we're so mean. Mm-hmm. But everybody in Texas has a pool, I feel. Like, Where did you grow an up, A-Leaf. Dina? An A-Leaf? <laughs> an A-Leaf? Everybody in A-Leaf has a pool. I feel like almost everybody in our neighborhood has got a pool now because everyone's like, what else can you do other than swim? But then on those like really, really bad days where they tell you so that you don't get a heat stroke, don't go outside. You wait until the sun sets and then you go jump in the pool. But then there's mosquitoes. <laughs> so then what do you do? <laughs> Are the mosquitoes really terrible? DC mosquitoes are terrible, but I assume oh, yours DC are even worse. DC mosquitoes are worse. babies. They are pikers. They are nothing. They are nothing compared to Texas mosquitoes. Oh, no, no, no. So um, I remember once I was in Phoenix and I, I said I was going for a walk and the person I was with laughed. So has anyone in Houston ever gone for a walk? And if so, could you walk anywhere? <laughs> So back when I worked at the Houston Chronicle, we would give warnings to the visitors who were staying in hotels in the Galleria area. They would look at Google Maps and see that their hotel was a quarter of a mile away from the Chronicle's office. They did not realize that quarter mile included crossing Loop 610. So they'd just walk over and they would arrive sweaty and shaking and terrified. Yeah, I, I would never walk anywhere, even if you paid me. I wouldn't do it. No. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. for real, too? <laughs> no, we are adding safe paths for pedestrians. We're adding bike paths. But, you know, it's retrofitting a city that was built for cars. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that, wait, Dina, you truly have never, you don't walk anywhere. I do not walk anywhere. I literally find the closest parking spot to the door of any store that I'm going to. Like, I won't even walk in the parking lot that, that far. I won't do it. It's too hot. I just, no. <laughs> you are what is wrong with Houston, Dina? <laughs> I guess. 
I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I'm not encouraging people to walk. All right. So one of the things I learned, one of the few things I remember learning about Houston as a strip lane was there's no zoning in Houston. So that was what I was always told. There's no zoning in Houston. You can build whatever you want, wherever you want. So is that true? Could I, if I wanted to put a garbage dump down in the middle of a ritzy neighborhood, could I build a liquor store next to a middle school? Could I really do whatever the hell I want on my property? Not completely. So there's no use zoning. But what does that mean? So we have lots of rules. So we have rules about, especially about liquor because we're Texas, come on. But we have rules, of, they're called setback laws, how far back from the street the building has to be. We have tons of rules about parking. We require loads and loads of parking for your building. But could, it be, but could I build a garbage dump with plenty of parking? Possibly. It depends on the neighborhood. If the neighborhood is wealthy, no, they'll stop you. They will find a way. If the neighborhood is poor, maybe. It happens. Do you want to build a garbage dump, David? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> I always wondered, like, could I put a 150-story skyscraper next to some nice little residential neighborhood? And that would be oh, fine. Oh, that's Montrose. Yep. That's where you would do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Montrose. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i buy some property and check in. <laughs> okay. Next question. Is the university called Rice because they grow rice in Houston? No. It was founded by William Marsh oh. Rice, but I did edit a student newspaper called the Rice Thresher. And we occasionally got very earnest letters from people working in the rice industry who wished to subscribe to our journal. Do they grow rice in Houston? Yeah. Or near Houston? Yeah. It used to be a big agricultural thing. But yeah, we're swampy. We have you know a climate like Southeast Asia. Actually, let's let's stay on the swampy thing for a second. I, I know we've talked about that a Oof. bunch already, but I want to continue, which is, so they... I heard you did an episode about the bayou. You guys talk about it swampy, and I know it's humid, but is it swampy like there are mangroves and alligators on down the street, or is it swampy just like, oh, it's really humid and wet? No here? mangroves? I'm pretty sure there are alligators, right? Big alligators. Yeah. When it flooded, they were everywhere, which was kind of scary. Yeah. I've seen two alligators inside the city limits this year. Okay. National politics question. We hear elsewhere in the country heard a lot about Houston during the 2020 presidential election. And they kept talking about Harris County. So is Harris County Houston? Is Houston Harris County? Or are they not contiguous? Are there parts of one that are not in the other? Yeah, I I technically live in Harris County. So Harris County is Houston. It's massive. It's sprawling. So there, there are parts of Harris County that are not Houston. The Houston city limits are inside Harris County. But there are no parts of Houston that are not Harris County. There are parts of Harris County that are not Houston. So what mm-hmm. would it be a place where I could live in Harris County but not live in Houston? You could live inside, say, West U. Correct. Which is a city that is totally surrounded by Houston, but is not Houston. It is, however, in Harris County. And it's inside the loop, right? It's a looped uh, Houston for a beltway? Uh, that depends on which loop you're talking about. The loop is Loop 610. There's the outer loop, which is Beltway 8, and then there's sort of the outer, outer loop, State Highway 99, the Grand Parkway. Oh, really? You have three ring roads? Yeah, we're completing the Grand Parkway, and when that one's done, who knows? We'll probably put in another that's halfway to Austin, because that's how we roll here. Wow. Okay, that gets to actually one of my really important questions. So where I live in Washington, D.C., in Washington, D.C., everything is 22 minutes from everything else. Like, if you want to go somewhere, it's 22 minutes, basically. In New York, everything is kind of 35 minutes from everything else. In Houston, how far is everything from everything else? There is no single time. <sighs> you really need to think of the Houston area as a state. Mm-hmm. If I am going downtown, that's 
20 minutes. If I'm going to the woodlands, I better plan an hour. Um, if I'm going to, God help me, Conroe or something like that, that's... Friends would and yeah, can't really give somebody like, oh, it takes you X amount to get anywhere. It takes you a lot to get anywhere, depending on where you want to go. Hmm. All right. Well, that was a very disappointing answer. <laughs> Why? I what did you like want? <laughs> I wanted to be like, oh yeah, actually everything is just 32 minutes apart. It's just... Houston is big. It is so big. You can't like... <laughs> It takes you, I feel like you have to leave 15 minutes early at least to account for traffic because traffic has gotten so insane in the city. And then add on to that whatever your distance is to wherever you're going. David, you're starting from some central point in these like mental model cities you're using in D.C. or New York. You're starting from probably somewhere central and going to something on the edges. Houston has a million central points. We have separate mm -hmm. skylines. You know, I, I spent six months living in Houston before I realized mm -hmm. that the skyline I thought was downtown was the Texas Medical Center. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, big shiny buildings, you know? Like, that is awesome. That's a great, I, that, is a, that is a very useful metaphor. I like that. <laughs> Okay, getting down towards uh, more technical questions. So I think of Houston as being a huge port city, but I looked at the map. The Gulf is not in Houston. How is Houston a port city, and yet it is not on the Gulf or on the ocean? Or maybe it's not a huge port city, and I'm just misguided. We're a huge port city, but we are 50 miles inland from Galveston Bay. We are a port city by sheer force of will. <laughs> After 1901, when a hurricane basically blew Galveston away, Houston decided, oh, we are going to grab that business. So they started dredging a bayou that they made into this long ship channel that leads to the port of Houston. So we made ourselves into a port. Oh, wait. So there's literally a ship channel. There's something which it's like a that runs all the way from Houston. How wide is it? Big enough for an oil tanker. Or big enough for two oil tankers? Yeah, because they have to go both ways. Wow. Wow. I did not know that, Lisa. <laughs> the young Houstonian here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and where does it end? Does it end in like in the middle of downtown or it ends somewhere? No, it, it ends southeast of downtown. The bayou, Buffalo Bayou, becomes the Houston ship channel, does go through downtown. So, you know, and we're talking, you know, it ends maybe two miles from downtown. And yet you can live here and not know about it. Are there bridges over the ship channel? Oh, a huge one. One of the bridges on Loop 610 goes over the ship channel. And it is an astounding and terrifying thing to drive over. You look down and you see, you know, things like enormous lots full of those, like, boxes that you put on the back of an 18-wheeler. They're stacked. Yeah, the containers. They're stacked 18 high. Why have I never seen this? You're usually out walking. I'm living in my Baby, a you gotta bubble. get out more. <laughs> Southwest Houston is my border. So, okay. So Austin, when I've been there, feels like this intentional hipster island in Texas. And you keep going there. Yeah, why? <laughs> I've been there like three times. But yeah, yeah, right. Come pe on. <laughs> people keep inviting me. I've been invited there many times. No one's ever invited me to Houston. All Whoa. right. Uh, you got to come to Houston. Here's your official invite. <laughs> we know you're fishing for it. Come on. Do, so does, does Houston feel like a hipster island too? Does it have hipster qualities? <laughs> I can't believe you said Houston and hipster. <laughs> We are the opposite of a hipster island. Yeah. Austin is like, mm -hmm. if all the cities in Texas were siblings, Austin would be the annoying younger brother who is <laughs> on his eighth year <laughs> as an undergraduate and comes home and lectures all your Mexican-American friends about how they should call themselves Latinx. What, wait, what's Houston? Houston what's is Houston? a grown-up. It has a Perfect. job. We get shit done. Uh. Mm -hmm. We hustle. We also are sweaty and we don't have cool <laughs> shoes. 
Uh, I was really sweaty in Austin, too. I wouldn't say its climate is anything to write home about. Yeah, but compared to us. But you should come in February, David. Okay. You'll like it then. Uh, do you do you guys ever see Beyonce? Is she ever around? No. No, but her high school is across from where I live because she was an A-leafer. So I feel like maybe one day I'll get lucky and she'll come back for her whatever X amount anniversary that is so or something. pathetic, Dina. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> Houston is celebrity challenged. Here we are. We hope that Beyonce comes back. We're excited when she visits. I don't think Drake is ever coming back after Astroworld. Wait, Drake? But is Drake Houstonian? No. Huh? I thought he's Canadian. Drake's right? Canadian. He's Canadian, but he got his big break here. He was hanging out with Houston rappers, and so he loves to come back. He'll be photographed at the Museum of Fine Arts. Hmm. You know, he hung out with Travis Scott. That was why he was here for Astroworld. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of our few good celebrity sightings. And now, you know, Travis Scott, the celebrity who was happy to be seen here, is in trouble. It's it's kind of depressing. Mm. Megan Thee Stallion. We think she maybe is our shiniest right now. That's great. That's a great set of celebrities. Is Houston segregated? It feels like it's a super diverse city. That's what I always hear about it. But is it diverse but really segregated? Or is it is it all mixed up? It's definitely both. Yeah, I feel like my take is that it's not mixed up only because... We we grew up knowing what were the like white rich neighborhoods and then what were our neighborhoods. So like we knew A Leaf was like gonna be the most diverse, it's where you feel most comfortable with your people. But then if you go out to like the heights, it's like, oh, you're going into like a pretty white, wealthier side of town and you may or may not experience some level of racism, but then you treat back into your bubble of Southwest Houston A Leaf and then you're safe. <laughs> Okay, but like, talk about A-Leaf. What does A-Leaf look like? How, wait, first of all, time out. You've said A-Leaf like 12 times. I, you, <laughs> if you asked me to spell that, I could not even come close. How do you spell A-Leaf? Is it A-L-E-A-F? No. Everybody keeps thinking that. It's A-L-I-E-F. It doesn't seem, it seems like it should be Aleph or Aleph, Aleph. But okay, anyway, you do it your way. <laughs> uh, what, okay, what's A-Leaf? It's a neighborhood in the southwest part of Houston. Amazing. It's got, you know, you've got your tacos, you've got your shawarma, and then you've got your barbecue. You've got, like, everything. Yeah. Okay, do you hear the diversity you've, there? You've got it in, in that neighborhood. And, I mean, you have parts that do look a little bit rougher, but then there are parts that have, a, like, more modern and nice build homes. And then, so it looks like a mixed bag of everything. There's major, like, income segregation. Yes, definitely. And... Because the neighborhoods often turn so fast, they gentrify fast, you will get some mixing there. But it's it's a mess, David. I mean, you can't say that the place that was a black part of town 10 years ago is still a black part of town. You can't say, for instance, that the Heights will remain white forever. Yeah, there's just no, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all right, last couple of questions. Um, so Chicago has pizza, Philly has cheesesteaks. Does Houston have a single famous dish? Oh, God. That is... Well, yeah. What should you eat when you come here? No. no I mean, definitely. I'm sure there's great food. In fact, the times I've been to Houston, I've eaten some great food. I know that. But is it? does it have an identifiable dish, which is like, oh, you have to have our deep dish pizza, the way people in Chicago make you have the deep dish? The thing that you cannot get anywhere else right now that foodies are journeying to Houston to eat is Vietnamese crawfish. Uh, oh. Because the Vietnamese... 
fishermen who came to Houston after Katrina settled heavily in Houston. And they do this spicy Louisiana-inflected buttery crawfish. It's amazing. Wow. So good. Have you had that? Yeah. What, how, is it, how do you eat it? Like a sandwich or something? <laughs> no, it's not a sandwich. <laughs> you get a big old pot. And in that pot, you'll have your potato, you'll have corn on the cob, right? Cut in half. And then you'll get your crawfish. And with that, it's got like garlic and herbs all mixed in it. And you go in, you get some gloves, you get a little bib that's like all plastic, of course, so you throw it away. And then you basically dump it on the table because there's like plastic covers on the table. By the way, this was all pre-corona. I don't know what it's like now. But (laughs) (laughs) you dump it on the table and you would start breaking the tail off of the top end of the crawfish. And you peel the tail, eat the tail, and then you suck the other half of the body because there's a little meat inside. And then you enjoy that. And that's it. And you eat like several of those, not just one. You order it by the pound. So you can eat like five pounds of crawfish if you can put it away because they're just like little tiny little lobsters. We are not a prissy, fussy, small-serving city. I mean, we can be occasionally, (laughs) but that's not what we're known for. (laughs) No. Okay. Last question. What is the widest highway? I-10. I-10. How many many lanes wide? Are we talking like five, 10? I don't even know. Uh, Okay. So I-10, if I'm counting it in my head, it's like 26 lanes, including the feeder road, which I feel like East Coasters don't know what a feeder is (laughs) because it's not a thing. Wait a minute. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. But... 26 lanes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, that includes the HOV lane, high occupancy yes. vehicle lane that's in the center, both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes. Oh my God. I think you have like a, a tollway, right? You have a lane for the toll. You can pay extra money if you want to go faster, but I mean, it's already so big. And we still are backed up, David. Oh, yeah. You will still hit traffic. Okay, end this by just telling me what a feeder road is, which I don't know what that is. That's that's some uh, also some Houston language that is incomprehensible to me. <laughs> it's an access road. It's limited access. You go fast on it. It feeds you onto the freeway. But I also thought it was called a feeder road because that's where so many of the strip center restaurants are. Well, I feel I feel like I've learned a huge amount about Houston. I had to put the the, the top things I've learned about Houston now. Number one um, is the ship channel. That was total revelation. Number two is that highway. That's ridiculous. Uh, and number three is that uh, Dina never walks anywhere. Those are, the things, those are the things that I've learned. I feel like I'm the norm in Houston. <laughs> All right. Thank you, David. Thank you. Next, I'm with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what's going on in the news? Well, of course, the weather. <laughs> That's all I ever do anymore is the weather. How's the weather, Farrell? <laughs> it's hot, or it was hot. It was 67.8 degrees average for the month of December. This is according to, by the way, Space City weather. The closest that Houston has been to that was December of 1933. That average missed this month by a full three and a half degrees. Wow. So we shattered that record. Yes, we did. I. So what else is going on? Well, a local company is going to be using NASA food growing technologies that are to sustain life in extreme conditions. It's called Eden Grow Systems, and they are opening a plant in Tomball later this month. So what is the plant going to make? Well, according to the Houston Chronicle, it is a life support system. You can even lock everyone inside of it, and it produces enough oxygen for them to breathe. I think the point right now is to help them to grow food in extreme conditions. Wow. Okay. Well, that's bleak, Farrell. Thank you for brightening up my day. If, if winter had not, well, 
Never mind. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today. We are glad to be back. And the newsletter is back, too. If you don't already subscribe to the CityCast newsletter, please go sign up for it right now. We are at houston.citycast.fm. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. I don't know if we should end with that's bleak. (laughs) Oh, the holidays are over. God, we're back.